glory. Hallelujah. So listen, today's message is meant to encourage, to empower, to challenge, to inspire not only mothers, but teens, young adults, and seasoned people. I'll say people, <laughs> male or female. All right. Uh, and so today, my topic is the strength of a woman. The strength of a woman. So even though this is Mother's Day, God wanted me to spend some time and talk about women. Because to be honest with you, uh, we have a warped uh, uh, sense of what womanhood is in culture. Modern day culture right now, especially modern feminists, uh, is, is, is looking at women really differently. And if you don't watch it and you don't understand what a real woman is, you'll try to mimic that. You'll wear the things they wear, you'll dress the way, I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll talk the way they talk, you'll carry yourself, your mannerisms and things of that nature, just like culture. But there is a woman inside you that God wants to unlock today. And it's a woman, and see, for the men, what I'm about to tell you is, is, is something that you can use as a standard. If you're single and you're looking for a mate, what we're about to talk about is a good standard for you to actually measure. Because I tell you, I promise you, if you would follow what God's uh, design for woman is, you'll find that it'll be more fulfilling than just somebody that looks good, somebody that just talks good, somebody that just walks good, somebody that just, you know, they got a lot of um, parts. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. They bought a lot of parts. <laughs> Seriously, let that sink in. I mean, really, there, there's a lot of people that are not authentic. You know, and so I just want to really give you a gauge. So for the women, it's good. Uh, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we uh, come before you right now. I thank you so much for this opportunity to share your word. I ask that you would think through my, uh, my mind and speak through my lips, Lord God, exactly what we all need, male or female, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I invite you right now to just do what you do best, and that is to highlight, to empower, and to even give people the strength and the ability to execute whatever is said. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. So listen, I want to share a little bit of my testimony. Uh, as a growing woman, or growing young lady, I'll say, um, I, I really didn't understand, like, what is a woman? I remember thinking to myself at 16, I would hear 30-year-old woman, 20-year-old woman. I would hear that phrase. And so when I turned 16, I said, oh, I'm going to meet this woman. I didn't know how she was going to come. I just felt like at 30 or whatever age, this woman would resurrect in me. I didn't know. My mom didn't sit me down and say, now, baby, <laughs> when you turn 20 or 30, you know, this is what womanhood looks like. And I guarantee you, nobody sat her down. And I guarantee you, there's a lot of people that never heard from their mom, what is a woman? And so what I did, I found myself actually looking. When I turned 18, surely by now I should see and know what a woman is. Nope. At 18, I started to look. I looked in movies. I looked, I looked uh, sitcoms. 
I looked at, uh, matter of fact, I, I saw one, one show where the woman was sitting down, legs crossed, drinking wine, and had a cigarette. That was an image. I said, oh, I like that. That looked cool. <laughs> and, and so I realized that there's so many people, young or old, that don't really realize what a woman really is. How many, by show of hand, did you know what, what a, now, I mean, we know that a woman, you know, she, she, can, she bears forth children and things of that nature. I mean, society has it kind of crossed a little bit, but um, y'all know, right? But did you know, growing up, what a woman was like? Raise your hand. Look, nobody, we got one person, well, a couple. And it's more than just a skirt. That's what I'm saying, it's more so much more. And so the Lord had me talk about this because we are not understanding the strength that we actually carry. So some of you might have heard this topic and thought strength of a woman, strength, like physical strength. It's bigger than that. It's inner strength. It's bigger than that. And God wants to speak to us about that. And so Here's what I want to do. I'm going to break down some characteristics from the Bible that represents the strength of a woman. And as I said, if you, if you pay attention, men, you in TV land, if you're looking for a woman, you should be looking for someone like with the, the things that we're going to talk about. If you're, look, as you're a single mother or a single woman and you're looking to be married, you need to hone in and look at, because see, at the end of the day, you may be able to capture a man with your body, but you wouldn't be able to keep him. And would he even marry you? See, it, it's not about the attraction. Attractions are fleeting. Just as much as he was attracted in that moment, guess what? He can just flip through Instagram. Uh, what is it, Instagram? And, and oh, that's cute. Oh, that, oh, that's real cute. I mean, he can go on and on and on. So it, it means that you've got to have something more than just a body, clothes. And so that's important for us to get that. So the first thing we're going to talk about is she has to be, she is obedient to God and his will all the days. Somebody say all the days of her life. And she does this by learning and doing the will of the Father. Now, that's easier said than done, right? Some might say, because I don't even know what the will of the Father is, but that's where you got to search to find out what is his will. And so learning and doing the will of the Father, she's not just quoting his will. Her actions speak louder than her words. She, is, she, 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 she doesn't have to say anything, y'all. Her actions speaks louder than her words. You know, some people will be like, you see me? I'll see you when you start doing. Because some people think that just because they're in proximity that you see them. But if men were to be honest, you know, you see your wife if she's cooking and cleaning and she's, you know, trying to uh, empower you and things of that nature. You, you, you should see that. You should experience that. Instead of being beat down all the time, like some women do, they beat us down, or, 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 or whoever, they beat, their, beat people down, we'll just say that. <laughs> they beat the other thing is she's a woman of prayer. 
She understands the power of prayer and is mindful to pray for her family every day. She's a woman of prayer. Let's go to James 5, 16. Five sixteen. All right. It says, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he be committed sins, or if he have committed sins, they shall, for, they shall be forgiven. Here's what I wanted to get to. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual or, effectual or fervent prayer of the righteous shall availeth much. So she's continuously praying, y'all. It ain't just like, you know, uh, every blue moon. She's praying for her family. She's praying for her husband, you know? And so I'm really, listen, I'm 61 years old, right? And I've lived life uh, with God and I've lived life without God. So I'm trying to give you my experience. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> if you don't adopt what I'm telling you, you could be, you can pretty much be writing your, your uh, s signature on a, on a contract that, you know what, I'm not going to extract everything from God because I have experienced what I'm telling you. So it's not like, you know, this is cute. No, this is coming from a place of, um, what's the word, uh, experience. 61 I am. To, 61, dang, I got to keep thinking I'm 61, oh Lord, 61, <laughs> 61. So anyway, let's, um, the other thing, she is a woman that lives a fasted life. Fasting is a way to humble ourselves in the sight of God. Let's go to uh, Psalms 35, 13. All right. It says, uh, but as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul for, with fasting and my prayer re remaining or returned, I'm sorry, unto mine own bosom. So she's a woman that fasts. She lives a fasted life. You know, it's one thing when you fast because it's fast week. But to live a fasted life is something that God really uh, requires us to do and that we need to be honest with you fasting actually it, it punks the flesh and so when you fast it punks it like it, it it makes you more aware be God conscious when you're fasting right and so fasting she's a woman that fast she lives a fasted life and so when we fast we find ourselves actually relying on God's strength she's also a woman of praise Go to, well, I'm going to, don't go to this because I, I found it in the New King James Version, Psalms 9-1. You can write it down. I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. Not some of my heart, but with all my heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. And so she's constantly looking for opportunities to praise God. Why? Because she's conscious of him. Every single day, she's conscious of him. 
So she's a woman of praise. She's a woman of worship. I'm going to read this. Uh, is found in John 4:24 in the easy read. Not the easy read. I'm sorry. The English Standard Version. It says, God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Say in spirit and in truth. And so worship basically is when the more you know God, the more you appreciate him, and the more you please him. And so it really is a lifestyle. Worship is a lifestyle. It's not just the lifting of your hands, because you can lift your hands but not lift your heart. It's not just saying words, but it's not attached to your heart. So worship is not just a posture. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like people think I'm worshiping because I'm raising my, yes, that's a, that's a form of, of, but it's not the only thing. It is a lifestyle. What are you doing behind, behind closed doors? When no one's watching, what are you doing? It's the life that you live secretively even. Not just publicly, because people can live a public life and, and, and they look like they're straight. It's what are you doing secretly? What are those thoughts? What are you saying? What are you doing secretly? It's a lifestyle. Please, please, please get that. She's a woman of faith. Oh, let me back up. So we talked about she's a woman of worship. She's, she's a woman full of God's love. How about that? Full of God's love. And... Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing just for the sake of time, but uh, she loves unconditionally, the kind of agape love. And that's important because, honestly, we have to develop our love walk. The love walk is important to develop because that's the only way the Bible, well, I'll read some of it. Let's go there. 1 John 4, 7. All right, I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to just start reading until the Holy Spirit says that's enough. <laughs> Beloved, let us love one another for the love of God, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God. Listen at that. Everyone that loveth is born of God. That's the measure. And knoweth God. That's the measure. Measure two. And he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Listen at that. For he that loveth not. When you are in unforgiveness, guess what? You're not loving. Because love looks past the sin. The Bible talks about love covers a multitude of sin. So you can't possibly say you love somebody and you're in unforgiveness. So we have got to understand the kind of love that God is requiring all of us to walk in. You know, we just got them talking about fill me up. What, what I, if you really listen to what I was saying, I want his love. Because love is what's needed in this world. Love is needed for people that are hard. Because nothing really can break the hardness but love. See, we underestimate love as weakness, but love is a power. Love is a power. Love can change a situation. And even to yourself. Like, I don't know about you, but there, is, there are a lot of people that do not love themselves. And it's sad to, to, to go through life and not love yourself. 
None of us are perfect, newsflash, none of us. So we are gonna miss it. Not purposefully, but we're just, you know, we're just, we're, with the help of the Holy Spirit to help guide and lead us, that, that's why it's important to be connected with them. But we need to love the kind of love, the agape love that God has. And the only way that we get that is by knowing him, experiencing his love. I think I'm going to stop there. Well, let's go on to read until verse 9. Uh, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested, the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that he might live, th- that we might live through him. And so it's important for us to like, sh- we need to be a woman of love. So brother, if you're out there looking for a woman, she needs to be a woman of love. And not just with her words, her actions should speak it. She needs to be a woman or she is a woman of faith. She is not discouraged or moved by what she sees or hears. Because why? She trusts in God. Let's go to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. All right. Proverbs, sorry, y'all, I'm in Psalms. <laughs> All right. All right. It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. So vitally important. She's a woman of faith. She trusts in the Lord. She's not leaning to her own understanding. You know, a lot of times, uh, every situation that we run into really is a, um, a gauge of how much we really trust God. And so anytime when you're, it's not to put you down, but anytime when we find ourselves in a situation where we're, we're faltering uh, in believing, uh, we're, it's really locating where we really are. So it's not a put down, but it is for uh, recognition. Because once we recognize something, we can change, right? If we don't recognize it, we can't change. And so, and then you, you, it, we always say, uh, you, you, if you don't acknowledge it, it can't be changed, right? And so it's the same thing. You know, the Bible wants us to trust him, lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him that he's God and he will direct your path. If he allows some, let me just say this, you know, sometimes we say, well, I prayed. You know, I prayed for, you know, this or that, whatever, and y'all know what this or that is, right? And, and it didn't come through. You even have to trust God that he sees a bigger picture. He didn't allow that to come through because he was working on some other things. It could be some things in you. Because if he was to, to grant you, would you trust him or, or, or would you always, like, look back at him? I mean, you, you, uh, what I'm trying to say is sometimes God wants to do a work inside us, and so he knows that the work is bigger than just the one decision to grant you. You see what I'm saying? So he's, he's a father. We got to look at him as not just being God only, but he's a father. And so he actually wants to parent you if we would allow him. But most, would you say? 
He wants to, yeah, he wants to do his best. And so, you know, some of us, to be honest with you, we act like ch- teenagers. You know, teenagers, they, or even smaller kids, they, I want what I want when I want it. God is saying, no, I'm your parent. I want you to trust me on this. As much as you're crying and you want the comfort, because sometimes we pray because we want comfort. God, if you come through for me, I need this bill paid. Oh, if you, because what it is, is you want to be comforted, knowing that the bill's going to be paid, right? That's, that's all about your comfort. But what is God really trying to teach you? What will you forfeit just for the comfort? You see what I'm saying? So again, trust in the Lord. He, she's a woman of faith. She's a woman of courage. Let's go to Joshua 1.9. Joshua 1.9. What you got to say to us? It says, uh, is that Joshua 1.9? All right. Have not I commanded thee? This is a question. Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. See, that's key. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed if you didn't get that prayer answered. God is still with you. And if God is with you, then, I mean, that's all you need. Because just as soon as you think you're going to sink, he got his big hand out there to, to, to make sure you hold on to him. But if you don't know that God is with you, you won't even see his hand. She's a woman of humility. Let's go to 1 Peter 5 and 5. All right. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves to, unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed. Everybody say with me, clothed. With humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. So vitally important, y'all. See, the thing about humility, humility is such a strength. Most people don't want to be embarrassed. I remember coming up myself and everything embarrassed me. I remember, you know, there were times even in my marriage. <laughs> my, husband, my husband is a very, uh, very humble man, right? He don't care what people think or how they see him. Well, I think you care about what, how they see you. But there was a time, though, where we would be out in public, right? And we'd be, you know, get in a little spat or whatever. And you can tell, you know how many of y'all know, you, you, you don't even have to hear words being spoken. You can look and see there's some type of discord happening, right? And I was real keen and mindful of that, right? And so we'd be in the car and, you know, he's talking passionately and, you know, I'm talking passionately and then it hits me. Everybody's watching. And, <laughs> and so I'm trying to calm him down, like, because he's embarrassing me, right? I'm like, look, dude, you're embarrassing me. Look, everybody knows what we're doing. 
Nobody hears anything, but they, I'm thinking, you, they see you. They see me. Stop. <laughs> Please, stop. And uh, I, I was just so easily embarrassed. How many of y'all understand? Am I the only one that have just been overly embarrassed about things? Y'all embarrassed to even raise your hand. Look at you. <laughs> I'm just saying, a lot of us really, if, we were, if the truth be made known, we have the, the tendency to be embarrassed. I can tell during praise and worship. Embarrassed to raise and lift your hands. Lord, I praise you. I honor you. Embarrassed. I don't want nobody to look at me. That's being embarrassed. Dancing, being free. That's being embarrassed. You see what I'm saying? Look, I had to break this down because some of y'all be like, I don't know, I ain't embarrassed. <laughs> really? Some of you are dealing with stuff and you're embarrassed to talk about it. But humility, man, it's a freedom in humility. Because just because you are where you are doesn't mean you're going to stay there. Humility is saying, this is where I am. Pray with me. Believe with me. Help me. And then you'll get the help that you need. But pride is the thing that the, 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 uh, God says he hates. One of the six things is pride. Would you say, I'm okay? Yeah, I'm okay and bleeding on the inside. All because embarrassment. But embarrassment, y'all, humble, I'll say being humble is a strength. It's power. And so we have, she's a woman of humility. See, a lot of people look at me and say, well, she's bold. She's bold. You know why I'm bold? Because I don't care if I mess up. I don't care if as long as God tells me to do what I'm supposed to do, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm released because I'm actually answering to him, not you. So even though, because you know the scripture says that uh, he'll use the foolish things to confound the wise, how about he always uses me? <laughs> I feel like he always uses me. And so I, there's no shame in my game. There's just no shame. Look, I'm 61 years old. I ain't got time to be embarrassed by, by you. No, no pun intended. By, by you out there. I don't, I, don't, that's, I don't have much time to be wasting on how you think about me. Or if I didn't cross my eye and dot my T. Or no, cross, what is it, cross? See, just like right now. Somebody, see, I would be embarrassed if that was me. <laughs> See, see how God does me. He uses me as an example. <laughs> and so I'm telling you, but there, there's strength in it, y'all. And if you say to yourself, man, I wish I can be bold like that. Humility is key. Humility is key. Embrace humility and man, you will be bold and you'll fly and you'll go places you've never been before. Amen. She is, she is a woman that is bold. All right. Uh, in fact, uh, let's go to, did I do, uh, okay, we talked about the humility. She's a woman that's bold, okay? Proverbs uh, 28.1. 
right. Proverbs 28.1. It reads, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are what? Bold as a lion. Bold as a lion. So she's, a, she's bold as a lion. I want to uh, read this other, Deuteronomy 31, 6. You don't have to turn there, but it's actually coming out of the complete Jewish Bible. It says, be, be strong, be bold. Don't be afraid or frightened of them. For and uh, 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 I know the word. See, God is just using this humility thing for me. <laughs> See, I'm presenting what humility looks like, right? All right. Uh, Adoniah, <laughs> uh, which means Lord God, your God is going with you. He will never fail you nor abandon you. So vitally important. So she's a woman that is bold. She's a woman that's led by the Spirit. Let's go to Romans 8, 14. Led by the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. All right, it says, for as many are, for as many are, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Hallelujah. And so she is a woman who is led by the Spirit. So very important because the Holy Spirit is the central figure in this earth to help lead and guide us, yet we don't spend enough time cultivating that relationship. We need to spend a lot more time cultivating the relationship with the Holy Spirit because he is the one, y'all, that can tell us no, yes, move, stop. But your, your, your spirit man has to be in tune. So you have to spend time cultivating that relationship. Yes, praying and the, praying and the Holy Ghost has helped me a lot. Like, I don't just pray like, um, uh, I'll say it this way. I pray all the time in the spirit, like all the time throughout the day. Even when I'm not even thinking about prayer, it, it starts to just come out of you. When you're not even being conscious of praying, when you pray in the spirit all the time, it's like before you know it, you're praying. It's like, oh, oh okay, what are we praying? <laughs> it just comes out when you do it enough times. You see what I'm saying? So pray in the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is trying to direct and lead and guide us. But if we're not in tune with him, we can't hear him. We can't pick up his, his signal because he's very gentle, very gentle, but profound. She is a woman of wisdom. She knows how to apply the knowledge that she gets. You know, we got a lot of knowledgeable people out here. But wisdom is being able to apply the knowledge. She knows how to apply that knowledge. Uh, I'm going to go just for the sake of time. Uh, I'm going to just read it. Proverbs 31, 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She's a woman that, of strength and courage to do what's best. A woman that has the strength and courage to do what's best. When I think about that, um, and you can read it for yourself, 1 Kings uh, 3, 16 through 28, we find the account of the woman, uh, there was two women. And <laughs> what happened was they went to sleep, and both of them had babies. One of them rolled on top of the baby and killed the baby, smothered it. 
Well, when they woke up, the one that smothered the baby took the alive baby and claimed it as hers. And so they went before the king, uh, King Solomon at the time, and I'm sure he was like, now how am I gonna be able to tell who, who this baby belonged to? You know, babies do, they kind of look alike sometimes, you know what I mean? You can't even judge it by, oh, this baby looked like that baby, no, no, or looked like that mother. But the, the, the wisdom came out. Why don't what we do is we'll split the baby in half. Well, the woman that was the real mother, well, um, let's say it this way. Yeah, the woman with the, that was the real mother was like, yes, no, she said, no, don't do it. She said, no, don't do it, right? Why, because she was willing to sacrifice for her child to live. How many of us could have done that? Because it, when you look at both situations, whether the baby, because some people could be like so uh, like territorial that they'd be like, do what you gotta do just because they are hoarding the child. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? It's like, but, but to, to, to love something and have to uh, like not, not raise it. I think about uh, Moses, Moses's mother, and how, you know, basically she, she actually uh, was around that time when uh, it was an order basically to kill the, 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 the children, right? The, the male children. And so she hid the baby at first, but then she didn't have any choice. So she put the baby in a little basket. But think about that, y'all. She had to have some type of courage. And I mean, like, like she really had to care about that baby because the baby could have drowned. But she did what was best. And so I think about both of those stories, um, you know, would we be able to do that? I think about Mary. You know, when Mary was told that she was gonna bear forth a Jesus, the Son of God, and there were things spoken that could have terrorized her, but the Bible says that she pondered it in her heart. First off, to even be told you're gonna to be carrying the Savior of the world, and she was a teenager. How many of us as teenagers would have been like, I'm carrying, I'm carrying a, a savior that is going to save you, all of y'all. I'm carrying that child. You see what I'm saying? She could have did that. But the Bible says she pondered it in her heart. Thank you, Lord. Oh, goodness. I done messed up my little... Don't judge me, y'all. <laughs> How do I get this thing off? The... Amen. Yeah, I need help. See, he's just... Let me... Look, I'm, I'm bit... Look, I don't know what else I need to do to show you humility. Seriously. I'm trying to get this thing off, off there. How did I do that? You know, it's like my dad. You got it off? What'd you do? Oh, thank you, baby. Give me, give, give me a kiss. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Now if you can find where I was. No. <laughs> oh, man. I know I remember my dad. He called me. He said, Melanie. He said, I think I deleted Windows. <laughs> I felt like this was a moment. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So anyway, where was I at, y'all? I'm going to see if y'all paying attention. Where was I at? 
So what'd you say? All right. So <laughs> I'm going to read Luke uh, 2.34 in the, the easy read. <laughs> oh, my goodness. In the easy read. It says, uh, then Simon blessed them and said to Mary, many Jews will fall and many will rise because of this boy that she's carrying, right? And now he's prophesying to her, okay? It says, he will be a sign from God that some will not accept. So the secret thoughts of many will be made known and the things that happen will be painful for you, like a sword cutting through your heart. So can you imagine getting that type of prophet, somebody prophesying to you, hey, this is, you gonna, what, what is it, what did he say? He said, uh, this is gonna be very painful for you, and that it would be like a sword cutting in your heart. As a 14-year-old, or however age she was as a teenager, to hear those words, can you imagine? So you have, we have to be uh, a woman of strength and courage, willing to do what is best. And so Mary had to carry what was told to her. As a mother myself, I can only imagine that had to be painful. But she did it. I mean, just watching your son being... Oh my God, can you imagine your son, you're watching your son on, on being beat first and then put on a, a, a cross. Can you imagine? And you're watching it. You're having to watch that. Look at every stripe that was given. But she was willing to do what was best. Can we do that? <laughs> she said, no, she's being honest. <laughs> But with God, all things are possible. Amen. Um, she's a woman that's confident in who she is and whose she is. Let's go to Philippians 1.6. All right, it says... Uh, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it, will complete it, will continue it, will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. So you don't have to worry about uh, any lack, any places in our lives that we lack. As long as you stay connected to God, it says being confident in this thing, he's the one that's going to perfect you. Our job is to stay connected. Stay connected with him. Like I guarantee you, if you were to be honest, you're not the same as you was last year. If you've been at this church, you, you can say that with the surety that you are not the same person. And if you were to interview people, they'll tell you, you're not the same people. Why? Not because of your own strength, but what he's been doing in you. So our confidence is in him. We become very confident in his ability working through our ability. His ability working through our ability. Make, you know, allowing, see, if, if, if we allow God to do his work and we quit fighting, we get there quicker. 
But if, as long as we fight, we're repelling the very thing that we need, the very thing that we want. And so we have to be confident in him, not in our ability. Be confident in him that he's the one that will provide. Not you because you are a good seller or because you, you know, got a good profession. Not you because, you know, your wisdom is not by your might, say of God, it's by his spirit. It's he that give you, giveth you the wealth to get, uh, or the power to get wealth. And so we can spend a lot of time in toiling hours and hours thinking it's us that's making it happen. See, it's not us that's making it happen, it's him. And if we, if we, if we get it, then we would take a lot of pressure off ourselves. Because when you put the pressure on yourself, you're looking for yourself to produce, but you don't see the results. And so then you worry, and then you worry, and then you doubt, and then you fear. And then, I mean, it's just it's like this snowball effect. God wants you to be a woman who is confident in who she is and whose she is. You belong to the Most High God. You belong to him. And uh, uh, another good example of that is Deborah, the judge. Now, the reason why I used her as being confident, because think about it, y'all. Back in the day, uh, <laughs> it was very, very, very uh, taboo, I'll say, for a woman to be in leadership. This woman was a judge over the Israelites. She was a judge. Think about it, y'all. And so she uh, also, she was going to battle. There's some things that happened where a war broke out. And she insisted that um, Barak go out, go with her to, to, to help, you know, win this, this battle. And so she, she, she basically uh, was a woman of faith. She was a woman of courage. She was bold. She was brave because she led the Israelites to victory. She was fearless. She was obedient. Like she was all those things in the bag of chips. I mean, she was everything. That was a bad woman. She, she, I mean, she, I, mean I, I can't even imagine. Those people looked up to her. They inquired of her, would you say? Barack. Even Barack. Yeah, Barack. The man. He actually said, I believe, I think he said, if, if you don't go with me, I, I, I can't go. So she's a woman, y'all, with confidence in who she is and whose she is. She's a woman that loves herself because she sees herself as God sees her. She loves herself not because she looks cute. She loves herself not because she's smart. She loves herself because she sees herself as God sees her. Ephesians uh, 2.10. Let's go on and go there. I think we got a little bit more time to go there. Ephesians 2.10. All right. It says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, 
or he purposed or he planned that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship. Who are we to say or to judge his, his work? Accept yourself. Accept your beauty. Accept your differences. Accept that you're uniquely designed and there is not one person on the face of this earth just like you. That makes you beautiful. And how dare us to look at ourselves and say, God, what you created is not good enough. That, now that's bold. That, that's bold in an ugly way. I don't know if I could even say that to him. So we need to appreciate that his handiwork. Our worth is not based on our perception, it's based on what God says. After all, you did not make you. She never, she never uh, compromises or settles for anything less than God's best when she knows who she is. I remember when I was growing up as a, as a, as a young lady, I compromised a lot. I settled for so much. Why? Because I didn't know who I was. If I had known, oh my God, if I had known what I know now, oh, I probably, I don't know. I wouldn't have been in a whole bunch of mess. I just wouldn't have. I, w I, I wouldn't have dealt with the struggles of bad relationships that the person, it's not because they were evil, they just didn't know how to treat me. They just, didn't, they just didn't know. <laughs> they just didn't know. But it's important for you to know who you are. Because if you know who you are, you're not going to put up with anything and anybody. Just because he has a pants and a job. I'm just saying, y'all, we as women, you got to stand up. Look at these standards, y'all. Look at, and men, look, look, these are some great standards to measure your future wife. And I'm not saying it's a deal killer if they don't have all 20 of them. <laughs> but he said, yes, they are. <laughs> but, you know, there may, may be some little grace, but you make sure before you sign that, that, that marriage certificate, that he's, he's, he's at least trying. I mean, he's, he's close. Put it like this. Not that he's trying, because, uh, again, because he could be trying in his heart, but his actions ain't showing it. Now, y'all know what I mean. All right. All right. Uh, she's not jealous, but is genuinely happy for others. Philippians 2.3, and that's, I'm going to read it out of the contemporary English uh, version. It says, don't be jealous or, jealous or pride, but be humble and consider others more than yourselves. She is an effective leader. She leads by example. Some of us are good at telling others what to do, but never taking our own advice. She's an effective leader. Effective leader is displaying the cracks. She's beautiful inside, for she carries herself with respect, dignity, and is modest in her attire. Uh, for the sake of time, uh, write down 1 Peter 3, 3 and 4. 
Her beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. So vital, especially in this day and age, y'all. It's so vitally important because we have conformed a lot to culture. Culture has us not wearing any clothes. Seriously, not wearing any clothes. I saw a prom picture of a young lady. She had a bathing suit on. That's, that's it. She, and you know how they have the little wrap, the little wrap that you can wear? It, well, the, I guess that was supposed to be the dress, I guess, but it was a bathing suit. It was a bathing suit. And I'm talking about the one with the thong. Yes. That's culture. That's the culture we live in. And see, we have to watch, like, we have to train our children, make sure that they're not watching this mess because they, they think that that's the standard. God is trying to, to get us to really look at the strength of a woman. See, it takes strength not to do those things because we live in a culture that is actually saying it's okay and that something's wrong with you because you, you know, you old, you old school. I would rather be old school than a tramp. Sorry. <laughs> I, hey, that's the boldness in me, y'all. That boldness comes out. <laughs> Sooner or later, it's going to come out. <laughs> Glory to God. Listen, here's another one that, that really uh, spoke to me. She is actually a woman that's fit for the kingdom. So not just spiritually. So spiritually, yes. Mentally. But here's the one that got me. Physically. <laughs> She's physically fit for the kingdom. And I know that that's an area that I'm working on, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this thing, right? And so if you see me one day looking blowed up, <laughs> y'all just, she's just working it out. She's working it out, because I will, because I'm, I'm always mindful of it, you know what I mean? Uh, but, but she is a woman that's fit for the kingdom, you know? Uh, that's an area that we all really do have to, and this is not just for me, women, it's men too, okay? So drop your rocks. <laughs> But, but we have to be fit. I, I watch my husband every day. He gets up and, you know, and I can feel sometimes he don't want to get up. I mean, he rolls over in the bed and he, he puts his little legs on the floor and then he sits there for just a minute. And then all of a sudden he's like, mm, and he gets up. <laughs> and, I'll be, and here's the thing, because I'm embarrassed that I didn't get up. I think to myself, man, you should just lay a little bit more. Get some more sleep, baby. It's okay. Because why? It's showing me what I'm not doing. And every day gets up, y'all, in my face. <laughs> in my face showing me what I should be doing. Months go by. Years go by. <laughs> and it was a time, y'all. It was a time when I was actually working out with them faithfully. Faithfully. And I loved it those times. And I'm going to get back to those times in Jesus' name. We, 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 went, uh, we, we bought a bike about a year ago. And bikes, you know, bikes, I'm sorry. And uh, my bike was flat. <laughs> Ask me, did I care? No. <laughs> but anyway, because I'm trying to be a woman fit for the kingdom, 
I said, I, I got to do something. I just gonna, I'm going to have to do something. Ride my bike. I mean, if I could just ride the bike, right? So anyway, we got, we got, we got our bikes fit. Uh, so, I mean, fixed. So I'm going to end up eventually riding the bike. Uh, but I'm going to get back on, I'm going to get back with him because he had me doing stuff, y'all, I had never done in my life. And, I, and, and, and it was a little scary because I felt like I was getting bulky. I felt like I was getting, see, look, both of the trainers over here are like, no, that ain't, because I guess I'm supposed to, what, the fat, it burns the fat, right? Is that what happens? But am I going to get bulky? Yeah, but it didn't look like it was contracting. <laughs> it looked like, I looked like He-Man. I mean, what? At least I felt like it, okay? So, okay. I mean, my biceps was like, bam. It was like, so anyway, I'm just saying. So, but we have to be fit for the kingdom, right? That's the area that we have to be fit for the kingdom. Say with me, y'all. Fit, fit for the kingdom. Now, we're going to end up having some exercises around here one day uh, where we can, you know, be fit for God's kingdom, right? All right. Uh, the amp says, she, uh, I'm sorry, 3117. She equips herself with strength. 3117. Oh, I'm sorry, Proverbs. Proverbs 31, 17. Thank you. In the amp, it says uh, she equips herself with strength, spiritually, mentally, and physical fitness for her God-given task and makes her arms strong. How about that? <laughs> that was for me. God knew I needed to read that. What? What? with my arms. I mean, really? <laughs> okay. She is a woman that has favor from man and God. An example is Esther, okay? We, we, you can read it for yourself, but Esther basically had to go before the king um, because they were going to annihilate, annihilate the Jew, Jews. And so she, uh, she called a fast, had her people fast, and she fasted. And back then, you couldn't even go before the, uh, the, um, the king without being summoned by him. And so she knew that she was in great danger because you could actually die if you did that. But she uh, did what she had to do. So she was a, an example that she got favor, y'all, from God and man. And uh, what else can I give you? I'm almost done here. All right, Lydia. Lydia was a su successful businesswoman. And uh, she basically led her entire household to Christianity. She was a brave woman. Hallelujah. She hosted actually Paul and his uh, company after they uh, had been persecuted and imprisoned in Philippi. I ain't got but a few more minutes here. Uh, let's see here. We got Phoebe. Phoebe uh, is a servant. Phoebe, Phoebe I'm sorry. F F yeah, thank you. <laughs> Phoebe, Phoebe. <laughs> All right, y'all. See, thank you, Lord. Y'all, you listen. There's a lot of humility going on up here. <laughs> but guess what? Woo! God gives grace to the humble. How about that? All right. Uh, <laughs> Phoebe. I said that right? Okay, Phoebe. Uh, she was a servant uh, and a helper. She was actually a deaconess in the church of, is it Censoria? Caesarea, Censoria. And uh, she was basically a financial contributor 
to the early Christian movement. She carried, delivered, and read Paul's letter to the Romans. And so as I grew in my relationship with God, learning and growing in him, I realized the strength of a woman started to unfold in me. I realized the strength of a woman is much more than outward beauty, a big career, being super intelligent and physically strong amongst other great feats. She is a woman rooted in God. And so I wanna leave with you Colossians 2, 7, and this is out of the CV, CEV version. It says, plant your roots in Christ and let him be the foundation of your life. Be strong in your faith just as you were taught and be grateful. God bless y'all. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Can't believe I got through this without talking about uh, unforgiveness. Y'all know that's, I'm very passionate about that. So y'all didn't have to cry today. I did slip it in. I slipped in there a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's go ahead and pray. Uh, Father, we just, uh, once again, we thank you for just who you are and who we are in you, Lord God. I thank you that this message, Lord God, will penetrate our hearts, will burn in our souls, Lord God, to change, to help us to look at you as um, the person that gives the, uh, the measure of how we are as women. And I thank you, Lord God, that we can actually... Um, uh, line ourselves up to your perfect will uh, for your daughters right now in Jesus name so thank you so much Lord God for uh, giving us what it means to be the strength of a woman to have the strength of a woman to walk in a strength of a woman and I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice if you feel less than a woman I thank you Holy Spirit that you would uh, speak to their hearts right now let them know that they are not a finished product but that you're taking them from faith to faith to glory to glory. I thank you, Lord God, for helping us to see how special we are as women. Thank you so much for causing us to be a helper, suitable for our husbands, being a nurturer, helping to raise and uh, teach our children, Lord God. And we just thank you so much, Lord, that you have empowered us to do everything that you called us to do. So thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.